Welcome back to Color Me Green, a podcast focused on making the world a greener place. You might be familiar with the term whitewashing, which refers to the glossing over of scandalous information by presenting information in a favorable way. While greenwashing is less known, it has been in the news a lot in the past few years, and for a while, honestly. And the second I read an article on it, I knew I had to make an episode on it. I just, all I did was skim over this article, read about a few businesses that were accused of greenwashing, and I was like, yep, that that has to be an episode. So here we are. Greenwashing may sound clean, but it is a dirty practice. Greenwashing is when companies mislead consumers through marketing and other tactics by claiming to be eco-friendly or sustainable. These companies are often spending more money to appear sustainable than they do actually implementing those sustainable practices. This brought me back to what I always say about supporting sustainable companies, and by showing you want more of a product, the more of that product will be available. Well, unfortunately, big-name companies are seeing the demand for sustainable products and they are catching on, so people still have the desire to purchase from them. However, they are more worried about the money they make and the money they would have to forfeit to actually implement any sustainable business practices. You might ask yourself, how can they get away with something like this? Sometimes a company may not even know they are greenwashing due to a lack of knowledge about what sustainability really is, or their eco-friendly practices may involve things that are worse for the environment in the long run. However, the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, exists to protect consumers by preventing deceptive and unfair business practices through law enforcement, advocacy, and education. It is illegal to go against the FTC since all claims need evidence to back them up. When it comes to greenwashing, vague statements are often used by brands and they don't disclose certain information to make their practices seem more sustainable than they really are. And unfortunately, withholding information is not illegal. The FTC has created green guides to help companies understand how to make real environmental claims. So hopefully, companies will see the green guides, they'll go over them, they will implement them, and maybe less greenwashing would happen, but that's just wishful thinking. When shopping for green products, keep your eyes open for red flags, such as unaccredited or uncertified claims to pointless labels. A few examples would include the term recyclable. Just because a company claims their products are recyclable doesn't mean it will be accepted by your local curbside recycling program, or that anywhere will recycle it at all. Another thing to look out for is if the brand is promoting sustainability as the core of its business model or if it's just an added benefit. Look for actual claims and numbers about their products and how efficient they are. If you can't find this information, the company probably isn't that focused on sustainability. As for fashion, I have seen so many claims about companies, big fashion companies using eco-friendly fabrics and all of this stuff and I was actually shocked to find out that the commercials that I was seeing for greener fast fashion was actually greenwashing. So as for fashion, a lot of fast fashion brands are coming out with lines of sustainable fashion. Listen back on episode 3 to learn more about how fast fashion and sustainable fashion are not one and the same. 
When buying from these fast fashion lines, don't only look for the words recycled materials and sustainably made, but look for numbers and objectives as to how the clothes are sourced and made and how they are more sustainable than their other pieces. So now that we know what greenwashing is and how to identify it, let's get into some well-known greenwashing cases that have happened throughout the years. Probably the most famous case of greenwashing documented today you may have heard about from the Netflix docu-series Dirty Money. In 2015, the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency found that Volkswagen had been cheating emission tests by using a defeat device that could sense when vehicles were on a stationary test rig and triggered an emission-controlling test mode. When out of test mode, emissions rose between 10 and 40 times the legal limit. Volkswagen claimed that 11 million of those modifications were just irregularities. In 2017, Volkswagen pleaded guilty to three criminal felony counts and agreed to pay a $2.8 billion criminal penalty. This was a case that really helped bring greenwashing into the spotlight. Now, if you know me, you know how much I despise plastic bottles. A little piece of my soul dies every single time I see a plastic bottle on the ground or in the trash. Like, just recycle it. Or just, you know, don't use it. So for our next case, we are discussing Nestle, who claimed their water bottles were the most environmentally responsible consumer product in the world. I'm sorry, but it's plastic, so there's no way that could ever be true. Nestle used commercials, labels, and water names like Crystal Geyser to make consumers believe their products were actually good for the planet. Pure Life, Arrowhead, and Poland Springs are all byproducts of Nestle. In 2009, the Pure Life EcoShape bottles were introduced and advertised as using 15 to 30% less plastic which when looking at the fine print, they compare this number to all plastic bottle types, including those of pop and juice, which are obviously thicker due to their contents. Nestle's Arrowhead Water claims to practice responsible water stewardship over their 13 springs, when they actually get their water from California, Arizona, and Oregon, all of which have experienced major droughts in the last decade. Nestle has yet to suffer any major consequences from their practices, but who knows, things may change. Hopefully. A few other quick mentions include Tide Pure Clean, representing that the laundry detergent is 100% plant-based when the product is only 75% plant-based. Tide has agreed to modify plant-based claims appearing on labels. Simple Green was marketing products as non-toxic when they do in fact contain ingredients that are harmful to people, pets, and the environment. This case ended in a settlement agreement. Method and Windex have also had similar cases. Other brands you may know that have had cases of greenwashing are BMW, Ford, Chevy, Mercedes, Audi, Charmin, SeaWorld, Nature's Own, Nest, H&M, ASOS, and Zara, just to name a few. As I will probably mention in every episode, where we choose to spend our money matters. And while it is important to be aware of greenwashing and what companies are being accused of it, it is important to remember that not every company is trying to scam us. There are companies that do genuinely care about maintaining sustainable business practices, and those are the companies we need to support. 
I want to thank you for listening to today's episode of Color Me Green. New episodes are going to come out weekly, and hopefully each one has something you can take away and learn from. I currently have a ton of episodes planned, but if you want to request a certain topic to discuss, please feel free to message me on the show's Instagram at Color Me Green Podcast, linked in the show notes. If you loved today's episode, please make sure to leave a review as I will be randomly picking reviews every week as they roll in to read on the show. One of the best ways to help change the world is to share this episode with a friend and let them also learn what they can do to live more sustainably. And as always, remember to reduce, reuse, recycle, and live green. See you next week.